Talk Radio. Thursday, January 25th, 2024. This is the InfoWars War Room. Collection Headquarters. Brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. Fastest three hours on the internet. Starts now. The Obama administration gets... Oh, the Obama administration. Oops. The Biden administration. The Biden administration, perhaps run by Obama... Gets another political scalp. Peter Navarro sentenced to four months in jail from an Obama-appointed judge. Now, people are pointing out that it's an Obama-appointed judge, but Trump-appointed judges have been sentencing Biden political prisoners to prison as well like in my case. So it really doesn't make much of a difference. Now, there's going to be a lot of... I think I think people are going to notice that Peter Navarro getting thrown into jail for this contempt charge, contempt of Congress. Well, are there others that should be thrown in jail for contempt of Congress? Should Hunter Biden be thrown in jail for contempt of Congress. So this is kind of precedent setting on multiple levels. Not only, okay, is it fair game to go after top level Trump associates for prison time, but now you're saying, well, if we subpoena you or if we call you in for testimony or hearing, and you don't show up, and then, then we consider that contempt of Congress. Now you can go to prison. So potentially a new tactic that the Democrats might use to arrest anybody and everybody they want. And unfortunately, we saw this coming, didn't we? We've got some political news. It's not good for Nikki Haley. I really don't see at this point how she carries on. Her top donors are now pulling out. And as people dig into more of what her policies actually are, her popularity will continue to go down. So we'll talk about that. One of the biggest stories of this week has been Texas Governor Greg Abbott pushing back against the Supreme Court, pushing back against the Biden administration that is saying Texas is not allowed to have a border. And now we have a phenomenon where about 15 or so states, we'll read off the list today, have said they stand with Texas and they will be sending personnel and support to Texas to secure the southern border. Now, I will tell you, I am extremely jaded on this issue. I said yesterday that the scathing statement from Abbott was was probably the best thing that he's done yet. 
because there has been negatives even to him busing the illegal immigrants to these Democrat-run cities. Well, that gives Democrats more electoral college votes because they now count to the population of Illinois and New York and everywhere else. But I'm still a little jaded because here's here's my practical question. And and while this is definitely drawing more attention to the issue, I, we all know the border's wide open. We all know Joe Biden has let in 7 million plus illegal immigrants in his three years in office. That's not a mystery. So my practical question is this. How many illegal immigrants are being stopped? And is the number of illegal immigrants entering Texas going to go down to zero? Will it actually be curtailed at all? That, that's the practical question here. Aside from the political football and the, the, the standoff that we're potentially looking at, are the illegal immigrants actually being stopped? There is a man who is whatever America needs him to be. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. Nothing less than a knight. Shining. They'll hunt him. They'll set the dogs on him. Because the truth is the greatest threat they face. It's the war room. With Owen Schroyer. States now have joined on in support of Governor Greg Abbott standing up to the Biden administration and I guess the Supreme Court keeping the illegal immigration pipeline going. Now, this is probably the top story in the nation, and for good reason. And there's a lot of internal debate happening here in InfoWars, I will tell you, about this as well. In fact, before I went on, I was talking to Harrison Smith about it. I was listening to the Alex Jones show today, listening to some of the guests, some of the callers. So there is a big debate about this and might be worthy of opening up the phone lines. I think we'll probably get some time in the third hour to do so. Because I... I will tell you I'm extremely jaded on this issue, and that's because I've been down to the border dozens of times, and I've sat there and I've watched tens of thousands pour into the country, and I've watched the Texas National Guard facilitate it. I've had Texas National Guard try to kick me off of American property. I've had Texas National Guard try to stop me from recording I've had Texas National Guard work with Border Patrol to attempt to censor journalists from reporting on it, block the media from seeing it, and not go down there to protect the border, but instead go down there to facilitate the illegal immigrants into the country. So yes, I am extremely jaded on this issue, and and it's hard for me to think that any of this is going to lead to results. Because the practical question is this. Are illegal immigrants going to actually get stopped? Is the number of illegal immigrants coming into Texas actually going to go down? We get over 2 million illegal immigrants per year 
into the country, most coming through Texas under Joe Biden's watch. Is that number actually going to go down? That is the question. And it's not as if the border invasion is something that just started last week or this year. It's been going on since Biden got in. Everybody knows it. Are these Republican governors now just bringing this issue up because they want to get reelected? Are they doing it for political points? So, yes, I'll tell you I'm extremely jaded on this issue, but let me see some results. Let's see the results. Let's see the number of illegal entries at the Texas border go down to zero. How about zero? How about zero illegal entries? You think that's going to happen? So what's an acceptable number? Here's the 19 states now that have joined Red state governors stand with Texas in border fight with Biden administration. GOP governors back Abbott and border standoff. And then, and then here's the map. You've got Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Iowa, Louisiana, Mississippi, Montana, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Virginia, West Virginia. Now, I believe all those governors are Republican. The only one I'm not sure about is West Virginia. So it looks like it might just become a straight party line split. And your Republican governors are going to have to back this because it's the political move. And the Democrat governors are not going to back it because they can't show up the Biden administration. So is this just political point scoring? Is this just election year politics? Or will the illegal entries at the southern border actually be stopped? Will the illegal entries at the Texas border actually decrease? That's the question. So yes, this brings a this brings a main issue of the illegal immigrant invasion at the southern border to the front of the news, but that's been there. Peter Ducey has been asking Corrine Jean Pierre about the wide open border for for two years since she she replaced Jen Psaki. And it was it was it was the the Chucky doll press gal Jen Psaki before that a- answering questions or dodging questions. We've been down to the border. We went down there in 2021. We went down there in 2022. We went down there in 2023. We've seen it firsthand. So I'm a little jaded on this, I will tell you. I, I, Greg Abbott's been in India. Guys, see if Greg Abbott is back from India. I don't even know. He, he might still be in India. He might be signing these things and starting this whole push from the other side of the world in India. But okay, 19 states. So what's the goal? I've seen the Texas National Guard go down to the southern border and just facilitate the illegal immigration process and then stand there with their guns as if it's the American people and the media that they're there to stop. What do you think would happen if I tried to run across into the Mexico 
if I went from U.S. to Mexico, if I crossed the border like that, they'd probably try to stop me. Border Patrol and the Texas National Guard would probably try to stop me. And yet you go from Mexico to the United States, you get a free ride in, and you get three meals a day, a bus ticket, a train ticket, a plane ticket, wherever you want to go, a place to stay, a blanket, everything taken care of. So I, I, I'm not as excited as a lot of other people are about this. I hope I'm proven wrong. I hope this actually has a practical result. Is that Abbott today, guys? Yeah, so he's still on the other side of the planet. So this is crazy. Greg Abbott is now leading the border standoff from India. From India. Why is the governor of Texas in India? As the southern border is being invaded and it's his number one political issue in a presidential election year. And he's in India. Ten-day trip to meet with India's government and tech leaders. So, I mean, what does that tell you? Abbott in India, while he's turning the southern border into a standoff, potentially, between the Texas National Guard and the Biden administration, Border Patrol. And how's that going to go? Two armed law enforcement agencies with two different orders? Because I've already seen it. I've already seen what happened. The Texas National Guard stood down and then worked with Border Patrol to facilitate the illegal immigrant invasion. And the crazy part of it is none of them want to be doing it. The Border Patrol doesn't like what they've been subjected to. The Texas National Guard doesn't like what they've been subjected to, but it's the same old story. I'm just doing my job. I'm just doing my job. So what's going to happen? Are the 19 states going to send personnel to the Texas border and actually stop the invasion? Is the number of illegal immigrants coming into Texas actually going to decrease or go down to zero? Or is it going to be like every other time in the past where they go down there and then they get used by Border Patrol to facilitate the invasion? There's some other developments. GOP Representative Mike Collins in Georgia introduces Razor Act to ban feds from removing border barriers. I mean, this whole thing is really just quite comical. You have to sign bills. You have to propose legislation to have a border infrastructure because the enemy is within. The Biden administration is the one sabotaging the border. Our own president, our own White House, our own government is facilitating an illegal immigrant invasion. And so members of Congress have to say, well, let's sign a bill saying we can have a border. And governors have to say, well, we have a right to protect our sovereign nation. This is unreal stuff. And yet here we are. Speaker Mike Johnson, he continues to talk about it, says, I stand with Governor Abbott. I don't think that was comedy. I stand with Governor Abbott. The House will do everything in its power to back him up. The next step, holding Secretary Mayorkas accountable. 
Look, I'm just sick of the talk. This this thing could be stopped tomorrow if anybody had the spine or the balls to do it. That's all. It's nice that Abbott has the spine to say something and send more units down there and it's good video and it's a rah-rah thing, but he's not even there to he's not even there to cheer it on. He's not even down at the southern border to make an epic speech in these epic times. He's in India. Speaker Mike Johnson, he's been talking about stopping the border invasion since he's become the speaker for months now. Nothing has changed. And do you really think Border Patrol and all these National Guardsmen are going to have a a standoff against one another? It ain't like that yet. Denver Hospital System is turning away local residents because it's flooded with migrant visits. Oh, yes. Just like the VA. Just like the VA. Veterans cannot get health care. And now the VA's priority is illegal immigrants. Just like the schools. Most reported in New York. American citizens being removed from the classroom. Removed from their schools. So that illegal immigrants can get inside and fill the classrooms. So it's happening at schools. It's happening at hospitals. It's happening at hotels. It's happening at airports. It's happening at police stations. Where do you think it happens next? Well, they've already told you. Democrats in Massachusetts, Democrats in Illinois, they're coming into your house. Is that too far-fetched? Is that too outrageous? This whole thing is so out of control and so clownish that it's ridiculous we even have to deal with it. We all know what's going on. The Biden administration are committing mass crimes against this country. Aiding and abetting in human trafficking and human smuggling and illegal immigration. That's what's going on. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's the story. And nobody has the balls to do anything about it. When will somebody actually try to put a stop to it? Let's see. Let's see if the number of illegal immigrants coming into Texas decreases or gets down to zero. Or is it going to be every hospital in major cities? Is it going to be every hotel? Is it going to be every police station, every airport, every school? where American citizens are getting removed and illegal immigrants are being put in. So it's not just going to be the Denver hospitals. Soon it'll be Chicago. Soon it'll be New York. Soon it'll be everywhere because it's already been almost 8 million illegal immigrants under Joe Biden. Where are they going? And who's actually stopping it? We got a statement from Ted Cruz. More statements, more press hearings. Here's Ted Cruz talking about the invasion in clip two. The Biden border crisis is an absolute humanitarian disaster. And Democrats don't care. 
Last year, 853 migrants died crossing illegally into this country. Alejandro Mayorkas didn't even know how many had died because he didn't care. When I brought 19 senators down to the border, we saw a man who had drowned floating in the Rio Grande. Democrats don't care. Last year, thousands upon thousands of children were brutalized and sexually assaulted by human traffickers, and Democrats don't care. Last year, thousands of women were sexually assaulted by human traffickers, and Democrats do not give a damn. Last year, more than 100,000 Americans died of drug overdoses from Chinese fentanyl flooding across the southern border, and Democrats do not give a damn. Now, you may say, oh, come on, that's harsh. They care. They care. Somewhere in their hearts, they care about all the people suffering and dying. Baloney. Because if they cared, they would stop it. If you cared about the children being raped at the border, you would say no more. When Joe Biden came in, we had the lowest rate of illegal immigration in 45 years. He inherited success, and he deliberately broke it. Democrats want these open borders. And this bill, this mysterious bill, that is buried down in the basement of Chuck Schumer's office, all of you have a living as reporters. Ask yourself, why have you not read the text of the bill? There's a reason. As bad as we think the bill is, I promise you it's worse. The people pushing this deal knew, no, if the American people knew what was in it, they would be against it. This supplemental bill is a kamikaze plane in a box canyon with no exit headed for a train wreck. If you look at this bill, the bill is not designed to fix this problem. By the way, the single greatest national security threat to America, this right here. I think the odds of a major terrorist attack in the United States are higher today than they've been any time since September 11th. You know what? In that spike, how many Hamas terrorists are there? How many Hezbollah terrorists are there? And what are we going to say when they carry out an attack here like October 7th in Israel? This bill is not designed to fix the problem. This bill normalizes 5,000 people a day coming in. 5,000 people a day is over 1.8 million a year. That's called an invasion. By the way, under Joe Biden, we've had 9.6 million. So the great Republican compromises were for two-thirds of Joe Biden's open borders. We'll let in 6 million instead of 9 million. This makes utterly no sense. And there's a reason. Republican leadership is like Charlie Brown with Lucy in the football. And over and over again, they run for the football, and over and over again, Lucy Schumer pulls it away. And Republican leadership lands on their ass. They entered this negotiation saying, we will only do what Chuck Schumer will agree to. He doesn't want to fix this. He wants it to continue. So negotiating with Chuck Schumer on securing the border is like putting Hannibal Lecter in charge of a go-vegan ad campaign. He might dine on your liver with a healthy side of fava beans, but it's not going to remotely do what the suggested objective is. Final point. Not only is this bill utterly ineffective in fixing the problem, but it's designed to fail. The chances of this bill passing the House of Representatives, I can quantify it mathematically. The chances of this bill passing the House are 
It ain't going to pass. At lunch, we had a vigorous discussion at lunch yesterday. I asked leadership, why on earth would you be teeing up a vote with every Democrat and 10 or 12 Republicans that has no chance of passing the House? It's not going to become law. And I get it. Leadership really, really, really wants Ukraine funding. But that doesn't happen unless you get a bill that can pass the House. The only purpose of taking this up is giving Democrats political cover to say, gosh, we would have secured the border, but those pesky House Republicans didn't let us. It's a good talking point. It's complete baloney, but it's a good talking point. This bill represents Senate Republican leadership waging war on House Republican leadership. It's not designed to secure the border, and it won't secure the border. And that's why leadership wants it kept in secret. They don't want anyone to see the text of it. Republicans in the Senate ought to have the sense and sanity to say, secure the border, or else we're not going to go along with providing fig leaves to cover up the deliberate failure of Joe Biden and the Democrats. They have caused this crisis. Everything he says there is true, even the Hannibal Lecter joke. So... Ted Cruz making a play for the new Senate leader in the Republican Party? I love it, Ted. You're 100% right, and I know you're virtually powerless in the Mitch McConnell-led Senate. But the question remains, what is going to be the practical result of all of this? Are there going to be less illegal immigrants coming into Texas? Is the number going to hit zero and what will new personnel be used for cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function dna force plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this now 40 percent off at infowarsstore.com the main ingredient in the real red pill plus is pregnenolone which occurs naturally in our body, but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The supercharged special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. of life is under attack. This is the War Room. All right, we've got a statement from Donald Trump on the situation at the southern border. I'm going to read that for you here momentarily. First, though, in these winter months, what are you doing to make sure you're still getting vitamin D? That's why... In the summer, you don't have as many flus, as many coughs, because you're getting the vitamin D from the sun. But in these winter months, that's why they call it flu season. That's why they call it cold season, because you're not getting that vitamin D from the sun. So we have the solution at InfoWarsStore.com. 
and that's Winter Sun Plus, a liquid vitamin D3 tincture. You put it under your tongue for maximum absorption, and that way you know you're still getting vitamin D3 and protecting your immune system this flu season, this cold season. For your kids, though, I would get the vitamin D3 gummies, and you don't even have to tell them that, hey, this is for your health. Just put two of those lemon-flavored gummies on the counter every morning, and they will eat them up, and they will love it, and they'll think you're the coolest parent ever for letting them have gummies for breakfast. They will just they will just love you for that. Two vitamin D3 gummies on the counter every morning, and you'll know your kids are getting vitamin D3 to protect them from the flu and the cold and a cough that's going around this winter when they're not getting the vitamin D from the sun. And the best part about it all, you're supporting InfoWars with your purchases at InfoWarsStore.com to keep us up and on the air. All right, here's what we have from President Trump just moments ago. Here is Trump's latest statement. When I was president, we had the most secure border in history. Joe Biden has surrendered our border and is aiding and abetting a massive invasion of millions of illegal immigrants into the United States. Instead of fighting to protect our country from this onslaught, Biden is unbelievably fighting to tie the hands of Governor Greg Abbott and the state of Texas so that the invasion continues unchecked. In the face of this national security, public safety, and public health catastrophe, Texas has rightly invoked the invasion clause of the Constitution and must be given full support to repel the invasion. We encourage all willing states to deploy their guards to Texas to prevent the entry of illegals and to remove them back across the border. All Americans should support the common sense measures by Texas authorities to protect the safety, security and sovereignty of Texas and of the American people. When I am president on day one, instead of fighting Texas, I will work hand in hand with Governor Abbott and the other border states to stop the invasion, seal the border and rapidly begin the largest domestic deportation operation in history. Those Biden has let in should not get comfortable because they will be going home. Latest statement from Donald Trump. When does when does the rhetoric match the crime? That's the question. Because as as hardcore and true the response to this has been verbally, it is what it is. The Biden administration and the Democrats are aiding and abetting in an invasion, period. They're running it. That's the crime. This is a criminal act. This is a grossly criminal act. It's not even debatable. How bad does this have to get? They're already kicking children out of schools and putting illegal immigrants in them. They're already kicking citizens, American citizens, out of hospitals and putting illegal immigrants in them. They're kicking veterans back in the line at the VA and giving illegal immigrants the preferred treatment. Illegal immigrants are occupying airports. They're occupying hotels. They're occupying police stations. I mean, this is crazy. It's, just, it's totally insane. And we, of course, 
the Biden administration starting wars with Russia, starting wars in the Middle East, getting involved in that, and now our border is wide open. And so I can sit here and I got a whole stack of news on the war in the Middle East. And and you can sit here and go into that toxic pit of the war between Israel and Palestinians and Hamas and Iran and everything else. You want to go into that plague of political debate. Okay. Our border is wide open. So you're going to tell me how bad all these groups are. You're going to tell me how we need to be afraid of these groups that are on the other side of the planet. But then we have no security state right here in our own country and they could be getting in left and right. We had, we covered this yesterday. Nobody's denied this report. The individual that enters the country illegally and then makes ominous statements to the independent press out there saying, you will know who I am. You are dumb to not know who I am. And then it, and it turns out, it appears this guy is a Islamic leader who just got out of prison, who just spent 12 years in prison. He gets out and he illegally enters the United States and makes threatening, ominous remarks to a journalist. Oh, but... We need to be concerned about what's going on in the Middle East, and we need to be concerned about what's going on in Ukraine. Those borders are sovereign. Those people are in danger. You, the American people, where the actual invasion is going on? Nah. No problem there. And, you know, you notice, too, everybody likes their privacy. These illegal immigrants, they don't like getting filmed. They don't like getting filmed. They don't like having media everywhere. They've got all these illegal immigrant facilities with massive security around them, massive walls, fences, law enforcement. You can't go into the illegal immigrant facilities. But isn't that something? They want their privacy. They get their privacy. They get their security state. They get their borders. They get their sovereignty. They don't like it. They see a camera. They say, get out of here. Get out of my way. They see media at the immigration centers. They say, get out, scram. You can't film here. Oh, oh, so so they can invade my country. They can come into my country and then they get more protections than I do. Oh, I get it. You don't want to be filmed by media. You want your privacy. You shoo the camera away. Get away from me. Get away from me. But oh, God forbid I ask you to not invade my country and, and, and suck off our welfare state. And sit there and suck on the mammary gland of the U.S. government like a like a newborn. Sitting there attached to the teat of the welfare state that we have to pay for. Americans got their own financial issues. They don't need to be funding you. And then you come over here and you want your privacy. And you want your security. If this goes on, it's just... This is the kind of completely, I mean, this is a fallen nation. That's what this is. This is a fallen nation that allows this to go on. This is a fallen nation under Joe Biden, a criminal administration, a a criminal in chief. This is a fallen nation where the invaders, I mean, it's Stockholm Syndrome. Where we're supposed to sit here and feel bad for the people invading our country. 
I'm not saying they're inherently bad people. I'm not saying all of them are violent or even have ill will, but it's it's odd. They get their security at their centers. They want their privacy and they don't want to be filmed by media, but but we don't get that same demand matched. We're racist. We're xenophobic. We're bigots if we want to have a border. And then they come in here and they take all of our stuff for free. Oh, you don't want to be filmed as you're illegally crossing the border? Then go home. Oh, oh, you want your privacy? Then don't commit crimes and come into our country and then take all of our money. That's what's going on. So, okay, we've heard all the rhetoric. Will the number of illegal immigrants, this is the ultimate question, will the number of illegal immigrants actually decrease from any of these actions? That's the question. So far, the answer has been no. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taken place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. Last year, we put this book out. The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of the society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. Infowars.com forward slash show. strikes again and got another political scalp Trump's White House advisor Peter Navarro gets four months in jail from a Obama appointed leftist judge Amit Mehta handed down the sentence for two counts of contempt of Congress on which Navarro was 
convicted in September last year. Four months in prison, ignoring congressional subpoenas related to January 6th committee's investigation. So the corrupt Democrats run this sham committee. They have these sham subpoenas, and Peter Navarro says, F off. And they say, okay, fine, we're going to put you in jail for four months. So this is their new standard. The Democrats run a false narrative. They subpoena everybody associated with their political enemy. And when you don't show up, you get contempt of Congress. But what about Hunter Biden? Is Hunter Biden going to get contempt of Congress prison time? You think the Republicans would man up? And do you think a conservative judge would man up and see Hunter Biden go to prison for contempt of Congress? So this is just unbelievable. And yet here we are. More political persecution from the Biden administration. Now, Navarro is arguing that there was privilege involved, executive privilege involved, and that it had been invoked, and that's why he ignored the congressional subpoena. But it shouldn't even matter. It shouldn't even matter. The whole January 6th committee is a sham. The whole January 6th narrative is a sham. The Democrats are the crooks. The Democrats are the criminals. But but they've gone full authoritarian, full totalitarian. They want a one-party state, and they're going to go after, they're going to weaponize the Department of Justice against all of their political opposition. Okay, so speaking of that, Kamala Harris. We got some we got some doozies here from Kamala and then from Joe Biden. We'll go ahead and go into these now. But as Joe Biden and his administration and the Department of Justice under Joe Biden continues to arrest and incarcerate hundreds of their political opposition, now the latest being Peter Navarro Listen to what Kamala Harris said with Katie Couric. I mean, folks, this is unbelievable. So remember, I mean, I've been a political prisoner of the Biden regime. Peter Navarro, a Trump associate and advisor, just got sentenced to four months because of the Biden regime and the Democrats. And then Kamala Harris says this to Katie Couric in clip four. November of of, of 2024, binary. And on the other side... You've got someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. Someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and and applauds dictators, indicating that he would be one. So let's be really clear about what's at stake. And then, yes, of course, there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't lose this democracy. We can't. This is the most cringeworthy gaslighting you've ever seen in your life. First, you have Kamala Harris who got on her knees and sucked her way into politics, sitting up there pretending to be diplomatic in in the most phony presentation you've ever seen. 
And then you get into everything she just said being a complete lie. Nobody's been charged with insurrection. So, so that doesn't exist. Who's weaponizing the Department of Justice against the political opposition? Well, that's the Biden administration. That's Kamala Harris. That's the Democrats. There are hundreds, if not thousands of examples at this point. So it's just complete reverse reality. It's just complete inversionism. And Katie Couric, an esteemed member of the press, sits there and takes it. Oh, what's this statement from Kamala Harris? Ha <laughs> yeah. I'm telling you, do not doubt me, ladies and gentlemen. There's Kamala Harris making a statement today. Put it back on the screen there. In America, more than one in three women of reproductive age live in a state with an abortion ban. This is a healthcare crisis. There it is. What did I tell you? I told you abortion was their issue. You heard it here first, but not to get off track. Everything Kamala Harris says is inversionism. And then and then Katie Couric just, just lets it go on. Honestly, it is... It really is like being in the Twilight Zone. If you've ever watched the Twilight Zone, it's like the, the main character in the Twilight Zone that's in the Twilight Zone, their mind is blown. They, they don't know. They're, they're in a state of shock. They're in a state of disorder and disarray. They can't even believe what's going on around them. That's what it's like listening to Kamala Harris. I, I'm now in the Twilight Zone here. I, I can't even do a show. I can't even think. I have fully entered the Twilight Zone where, where a total phony Kamala Harris who sucked her way to the top in politics, pretending to be diplomatic, says Trump's going to weaponize the DOJ when that's what the Biden administration has done against its political opposition. She says Trump supports insurrectionists. Nobody's been charged with insurrection. And then she says, we have to vote now to protect our democracy as the Democrats just stole the 2020 election and everybody knows it. The majority of people now believe Joe Biden stole the 2020 election, and most foreign leaders talk about how Joe Biden stole the 2020 election. And I have to sit here and listen to this phony. All right. Kamala Harris says that herself and Joe Biden aren't getting the credit they deserve in clip three. So you're right. We have a lot of accomplishments. And I think what the American people (laughs) want most in their leaders is that we actually get things done. And we have done it. We haven't taken adequate credit for it, Ah, frankly. Yeah. And we got to do a better job of getting the word out about what we have accomplished and who did it. This is incredible. Katie Couric. Oh, Kamala. Oh, Kamala. You guys have so many accomplishments. Why doesn't anybody know about it? And then and then here's Kamala Harris. Again, I, I'm just, it's just like, I need to, we're living in the twilight zone. So Kamala Harris, here's your interview. Here's your chance, Kamala. Say your accomplishments. Give the list of accomplishments. Do you remember when Donald Trump would be sitting down for interviews like this and he would sit there and he would list off his accomplishments. He'd, he'd pull out, he'd have a, a, a piece of paper in his jacket pocket. He'd be like, well, uh, actually, actually, let me just, remember he pulled out, he'd be like, uh, let me just, actually, if we look right here, see what we've done. We've gotten $2 billion for the farmers. That was huge. Big for Iowa. The farmers, 
We have stepped up and finally done something about Roe versus Wade. We go down here. The list here, unemployment, all-time low. Unemployment for minorities, all-time low. Immigration, illegal immigration, all-time low. We're, we're restoring immigration. He'd have the list. He'd pull it out right there and be like, boom, I got my list right here. So there's your opportunity, Kamala. Talk about all your accomplishments. All your accomplishments. Talk about it. You got Katie Kirk. You got your big interview. And she just says, well, nobody knows about our accomplishments, and we just need to take credit for all of our accomplishments. And then doesn't say a single one. And then what are they running on? They're running on abortion. Which isn't even an accomplishment. It's just a policy. They want up to birth abortions. They don't have an accomplishment. They can't run on the economy. I've got economic news today. It's horrible. They can't run on the border. It's the most unpopular thing, the border invasion. They can't run on any accomplishments. They can't run on any policies. They're not even suave or well-spoken enough to get up there like Obama and just give a good speech or a good interview and make it look good. Kamala Harris is as phony as a $3 bill. I've got plastic coins that, that look more real than Kamala Harris. And then, and then you got Joe Biden. We'll, we'll play some of these Biden clips when we get back, too. Biden was speaking at a brewery today. This man is so out of his mind, he tried to have a conversation with a barrel of booze. I don't think he was drunk. There he goes. He went up to a barrel of booze to have a conversation. My God. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone, which occurs naturally in our body, but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The supercharged special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. You got casual Joe Biden using a quarter zip because he can't be bothered to wear a suit and tie. He's just the president of the United States. And you don't want to soil a good suit and tie. You never know when he might poop himself. So he's here at a brewery. And let's go. Okay, it's the normal mushmouth Joe Biden. Uh, see if you can translate what Joe Biden had to say here in clip six. We get thousands, look, we, we, you know, we now have, we used to, before the recession, before the, the pandemic. <laughs> you know what he actually just did right there? He actually, he, he just, he just accidentally admitted that he caused a recession. That's what he did. Oops. Oops. Weren't supposed to say that, were you, Joe? 
before the recession. In other words, before I get into before I got into office and caused the recession. So Joe Biden basically just admits that he caused the recession. All right, so uh, there you go. Try to translate that. Here's uh, this one that might be a little tougher in clip seven. The beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why it's coming. Hmm. The brew beard here, the beer, brew beer, beard. And then I don't know what he said at the end, and then everybody starts laughing. Are they laughing because he can't talk? Because usually Joe Biden's jokes don't land. We, we played it yesterday. He had a couple of jokes. None of them ever land. But then they, they laugh when he speaks complete nonsense. So, okay. Well, then when he concluded speaking, he went over to one of the barrels of beer behind him. And it, 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 I, I don't know what this is. He appears to either have a conversation with it or sniff it or lick it or put his ear to it. Uh, so here's Joe Biden concludes his speech and then has a intimate moment with a barrel of beer. There's a little awkward walk off the stage. At least he knew where he was this time. And then he goes over to the beer and... I don't know what that is. So fi- go figure. There's Joe Biden saying things that nobody knows what he says and then going and having an intimate moment with a barrel of beer. Can you imagine what he would have done if nobody was there? Yikes. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see what Joe Biden would be doing to a barrel of beer if he was alone. Might not be so good. Might not be so good. And now, you've got this story from Axios. They're basically admitting Trump's running a very good campaign. And I don't really mind him going after Nikki Haley because nobody likes Nikki Haley. It's, it's, there's really no negatives except, well, I'll explain in a second. But here's a story. Trump's election campaign strategy to defeat Biden dominate GOP race. And they let the cat out of the bag a bit here. Many top Republicans assumed that after the Capitol riot, no one sensible would go near him. Instead, Trump has rolled up the party even tighter than he did when he was president. They say he has a more buttoned-up operation around him. Well, nobody buys your January 6th lies. That's that's your big problem there. Everybody knows you lie about everything, uh, including January 6th. Something shocking has unfolded beyond Donald Trump's onstage online courtroom theatrics. He's running a professional, well-managed, disciplined presidential campaign. His 2024 operation is more sophisticated, dare we say traditional, than the slapdash improvisation of his White House and two previous runs. He'll likely wrap up the nomination in record time with universal GOP establishment backing. Uh, Actually, the establishment's kind of against him, but you miss again Axios. But see, the the speech he gave after his Iowa victory, um, that's what they're afraid of. So I don't mind I don't mind being punchy in these early phases and I don't mind him going after Haley. But but taking that more diplomatic approach like he did after Iowa, that's what they're really afraid of.
So you're right, we have a lot of accomplishments. And I think what the American people want most in their leaders is that we actually get things done. And we have done it. We haven't taken adequate credit for it, frankly. And we got to do a better job of getting the word out about what we have accomplished and who did it. November of, of, of 2024, binary. And on the other side, you've got someone who has said that if he were back in office, he would weaponize the Department of Justice. Someone who has openly applauded insurrectionists as patriots. Someone who has said that they will go after their political enemies and, and applauds dictators, indicating that he would be one. So let's be really clear about what's at stake. And then, yes, of course, there is then a desire that let's get out there because we can't lose this democracy. We can't. We get thousands. Look, we, we, you know, we now have, we used to, before the recession, before the, the pandemic, the beer brewed here, it is used to make the brew beer here in this final. Oh, Earth Rider, thanks for the Great Lakes. I wonder why. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the twilight zone. Make no mistake about it. We're told we can't even protect our own border. Kamala Harris says we're fighting for democracy as they destroy our democracy. Joe Biden can't even talk. And he's the Democrat nominee. Or at least the frontrunner. It's truly a mystical thing. American politics. But it's not that. It's just the most corrupt time in American history. And the Democrat Party is the most corrupt party in American history, and it's not even close. Now, I want to go back to the media story here in a second because there's one particular uh, media witch who's having a meltdown about it. But um, what's Nikki Haley's path now? Her biggest funder, who's basically Soros Jr., Soros Light, Reid Hoffman, Reed Hoffman pauses Haley funding after loss to Trump in New Hampshire. So he's cutting off funds to Haley. Now, again, that was her number one campaign fundraiser. So where's Haley going to get funds from now? Well, she's going to have to work with the GOP. She's going to have to work with Ronna McDaniel. And I'm sure Ronna McDaniel will be more than happy to fund her futile campaign against Donald Trump. But why won't she just drop out? And does she really want to set herself up for a situation upcoming in South Carolina where she loses in her own home state and all the major political faces and voices of South Carolina's Republican Party are all for Trump? And, of course, more people realize what her politics actually are. Oh, Ronna McDaniel urging Nikki Haley to drop out. Okay, hey, Ronna McDaniel gets a W. All right. Nikki Haley advocated for bringing as many immigrants to America as possible during Ben Shapiro interview. Ah, there's a couple of doozies, aren't there? Haley and Shapiro, a couple of doozies there. A couple of doozies. 
Don't believe the media. Nikki Haley is being used as a vessel to bleed the GOP primary. Well, maybe Ronna McDaniel is going to figure this out and stop it from happening. So, okay, if Ronna McDaniel doesn't want to fund Haley, and if Reed Hoffman doesn't want to fund Haley, who is going to fund Nikki Haley? And why won't she just drop out? You took a double-digit defeat in New Hampshire. You finished third in Iowa. Trump's won the simple majority back-to-back. I don't, I don't even think that's ever been done before. It's never been done before in the first two primaries. So, whatever. Let's just keep watching Trump drum Nikki Haley, and we can enjoy it. But it's just, it's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of resources that could be going to exposing and defeating the Democrats. That's the problem. That's the problem. Okay, now, we've been covering this story for some time now. It's been ongoing. How the American media is really in a state of disarray, decay, and laying a lot of people off. Remember, CNN tried to start an app, CNN Plus, and it it, it completely flopped. It was a complete nothing. So... They ban us, InfoWars, Alex Jones has an app. They ban it from the app store. We soldier on. CNN Plus, the corporate news, starts an app and it completely flops. How could how could such an app flop with such talent as Brian Stelter? Man, boggles the mind. The Los Angeles Times plunges into chaos as brutal layoffs loom and senior editors call it quits. So Taylor Lorenz, this is one of the media witches. This is one of these liberal, which isn't even the right word. She's like um, a wench, maybe. Yeah, the crew says a wench. That's, that's, That's probably a more accurate. There's another one I'm thinking of. I can't get it. Slag, succubus. Taylor Lorenz, the wench of the liberal media. I'm going with wench right now until I get something better. The wench, the hag. So this woman fake cries during interviews. She tries to make everything about her. She doxes her political opposition and then cries when it happens to herself. She's she's truly just a, a ugh, what a piece of work. But, you know, you kind of feel bad. She's, she's kind of like... Uh, She's kind of like a cute cat lady or something. And so you're kind of just like, oh, like, oh, that's cute. It's like, oh, Taylor, oh, Taylor Renz is talking. Oh, she's crying again. Oh, that's sweet. That's sweet. Oh, she wants to be taken seriously. So, okay, LA Times laying people off. And, and so she does this interview with kind of a media tech critic. Her name is, uh, is uh, I think, Jules Terpnik or something. She does a lot of media tech uh, critiques. She's not bad. She's really just kind of neutral. But uh, she gives Taylor Swift, uh, Taylor Swift, it's about equivalent with Taylor Swift, Taylor Lorenz, the Taylor Swift of media, except not famous or popular or liked. And Taylor Lorenz is crying about the state of media, crying about how all these companies are laying people off. So so Taylor Lorenz, after after watching that that video go go pretty viral on the internet, that she did with this uh, media critic, decide that she was going to double down on the narrative. And so, so she shot this video for her own social media accounts 
Uh, talking about all the media layoffs, uh, go ahead and go the uh, liberal wench here, Taylor Lorenz. The entire journalism industry is basically in a free fall. Today, the Los Angeles Times laid off 115 employees. Ugh. They wiped out their entire D.C. bureau in Ooh. an election year. Ooh. They laid off pretty much all of their sports teams. They killed their entire tech and business section. They, they laid off breaking news writers, social media editors. The list goes on. But what's really dark is this is just the latest in months and months and months of layoffs in the media industry. In fact, tens of thousands of journalists have been laid off in the past year. Major media companies like BuzzFeed News have completely shuttered their news operations. Time Magazine also just laid off a ton of people and oh, Sports Illustrated basically shut down last week. Pretty much the entire digital media ecosystem that myself and a lot of other millennial journalists came up in has been completely (laughs) hollowed out. And it's not just digital media sites. Local news has been obliterated. The newspaper industry is cratering. Radio is essentially dead aside from NPR, which has been gutted. Meanwhile, hundreds of workers at Condé Nast, the parent company of pretty much every major magazine from GQ to Vogue to The New Yorker to Vanity Fair are on strike because they're also facing impending layoffs. Even mainstream national media outlets owned by billionaires like The Washington Post, where I work, and The Atlantic, where I used to work, have done layoffs. If you're a young journalist today, there's almost no on-ramp to traditional journalism. Even if you do get a job, journalist salaries have been stagnant and even declined. And by the way, we don't make that much to begin with. I don't think people understand how bad the world would be without journalists. And let oh! me just preface this by saying right, that people good. that don't that's know good. My Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All the corporate establishment news that lies us into wars. All the corporate establishment news that propagandizes Americans, deceives Americans, tell them to take a vaccine that's, that's not effective and deadly and... And, and and lies about all kinds of things, but and and goes after its political opposition and has an agenda, and it's not the truth. Oh, oh no! Oh, I'm so upset. The corporate news is dying. The corrupt corporate news is dying. I mean, what will we do? What will we do without the quality news reporting of the Los Angeles Times? What will we do without the Los Angeles Times stories like this? How white drivers spew pollution breathed by people of color. I mean, oh, oh, the horror. How will we survive without the propaganda? I mean, the mainstream news. Now, I think Taylor Lorenz is probably smarter than she appears to be. She knows what's really going on. The problem is she has enough of a common sense to go and cry on interviews to get clout. And she has enough common sense to realize that the collapse of the mainstream news is the collapse of her career. So that's why she's so upset. That's why she's crying and, and, and reporting on this. But let's be, let's be perfectly clear. She says, oh, journalists like me are in trouble now. Well, yeah, you lied to the American people. You worked for corrupt news agencies. Yeah, people don't buy your crap anymore. And so people aren't going to pay for your crap anymore. Their influence. And there's nothing they can do about it. Even if they try to turn it around at this point and and say, tell the truth or or hire people people that are willing to tell the truth or, or hire people from the grassroots that have made a name for themselves without 
the, the corporate news backing or the entitlement from their college education, it's too late for them. They're done. It's just like Charles Payne said the other day on Fox Business. We played the clip yesterday. The American media has shown its true colors now. They hate the American people. And Taylor, sorry, you got in bed with them. So now you lie where you are. So that's what goes on. And they are just panicked. And and then the people that leave the corporate media, like Barry Weiss, who she was just attacking there, we saw it in her tweet, Barry Weiss calls out the corrupt establishment, leaves and goes organic grassroots media, and then they say, what are you doing? You can't do this. This is because you're rich. And then she works for a billionaire, Jeff Bezos. Oh. Oh. I'm crying. Oh, I'm so upset. I'm going to have crocodile fake tears like Taylor Renz in, a, in an interview. But see, what's what's actually funny about this is, again, I actually think Taylor, Taylor Lorenz is pretty smart. So this is going to be her new bit. This is going to be her new thing is she's going to post videos like that that she knows only people watch to laugh at her, but she knows it, she knows it gets engagement. And so she's just going to start doing stuff like that just to try to stay relevant because nobody reads her writings. She hasn't done anything relevant in news media maybe ever. So the only way she stays relevant now is being the victim. The only way she stays relevant now is being the uh, crazy 40-year-old cat lady that's never been married or has kids and is the the constant victim. Poor Taylor. Poor Taylor. Well, speaking of the mainstream news, they're angry because we find ways to fund ourselves. We don't need billionaire backers. We don't need the corporate media backers of big pharma, big Hollywood, big fast food, and everything else that you see on the corporate news. We get backed by our audience. We get backed by other grassroots groups, and and we find out creative ways to fund ourselves, like making a video game. And so now the mainstream news, this is unbelievable. I mean, talk about the perfect way to promote our video game. We work with some great Americans to put together this game, Alex Jones, New World Order Wars, very popular on the top video game download site, Steam. I suggest you go there. Let's make this the top video game of all time on Steam, Alex Jones, NWO Wars, alexjonesgame.com, alexjonesgame.com. But now the corporate news media is pissed. They're running a campaign against this video game. And so uh, here is the latest from that. Yeah. Two years ago, we began developing this game that came out so much better than thought it would. It is now a number one hit. I imagined the control freak left attacking it. But I didn't know that right when the game came out, with perfect timing, Elon Musk would release me on X. And the whole world will be waking up and the Davos group will be confronted at their own events by world leaders calling out their tyranny. This is the planets aligning. And now, MSNBC, the corporate press, Media Matters, George Soros, they're all calling for it to be banned. Is there a way to counter the types of, uh, of hate that people like Alex Jones um, promote and now they do in video games? I mean, this is, this is a party that talks about video games being dangerous for our kids. And yet here he is with a video game that promotes violence. You will be silenced. 
uh, and celebrates that kind of violence. You suck, big tech lizard nerd. Because let's be honest here, when he is talking about killing globalists, we know what globalists now means for the Republican Party and what that is code for. Because they understand they're reaching a bunch of young guys who are getting this sort of message beaten into them right now. Today, I'm playing the unhinged Alex Jones video game. I saw it was released on Steam, so I'm like, well, that kind of opens the floodgates. This game is actually really good fun. This is insane! Look at all the blood. Look at all these zombies. <laughs> okay. I'll eat your ass. Okay, so that is what he said. <laughs> I'll eat your ass. And I, I don't know what the characteristics of the game are beyond that he's involved and that it's killing globalists. This is the kind of thing that, that will become a normalization lever in teaching people, oh, yeah, it's okay to kill. It's okay to kill. The globalist. This is pretty amazing. <laughs> jump around, jump around, jump shot. Oh, ooh, 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 ooh. Alex Jones, you are a hero. <laughs> this is supposed to be Justin Trudeau, I think. Ah, uh, come on, Mark. Oh sh! Mark Zuckerberg, kill me. Look at him crawling away. Wait, what them dogs gonna do? They gonna? Oh, they ate his ass. Find out what they're scared of at alexjonesgame.com. Follow the link from there to Steam and download it and share it. It's 1776. It funds the info war. It is key in the culture war. We need to be engaged and involved in books and films and universities and Hollywood and everywhere. And we are. So get Alex Jones' New World Order Wars right now before they ban it. Make it such a big hit, they continue to sh** their f pants and all the control freaks i want to echo what elon musk said to your censorship go fuck yourselves there you go alexjonesgame.com let's make it number one all time on steam and by the way it's not this isn't just something where hey go support us by the by the video game you can do that if you want this game is actually awesome it's it's organically popular people love it it's very throwback 90s arcade style and the individuals that, that put this together really did a fantastic job. And um, it's, it's, it's just great that it's having such a success that they now have to take to the mainstream news to bitch and whine about it. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? Sometimes it's okay to savor the liberal tears. So with Taylor Lorenz crying... And then the mainstream corporate news crying that Alex Jones' video game is successful. It's okay. It's okay to savor those liberal tears. It's all good. You know, one individual who likes to savor uh, savor the liberal tears is Sean Strickland. I hope he gets another shot at the belt after losing it this weekend. But he posted this on his Twitter account. This is truly the future, though. He says... After I'm done fighting in a few years and I'm sitting on a big pile of money, I probably will run for some public office position. I'll never win, but I'd rather do something I care about instead of starting a CBD company. <laughs> CBDs are pretty popular. I believe we uh, have some, actually. The most powerful at InfoWarsStore.com. I hear about them all the time. But the point is, just like Steve Garvey is running for office in California, a, a baseball star from the Dodgers, just like Herschel Walker ran for office in Georgia, probably stole it from him, and the list goes on and on. It's all about 
tossing your hat in the ring. It's all about getting involved. It's all about getting the message out, moving the Overton window, getting the populist movement more attention. And so I think what you're going to see is, now it all depends on, I guess, the expiration date on this country. The Democrats would have it be tomorrow. But I think there's going to be a lot of athletes that are playing now that when they retire get a lot more vocal and might even run for office because they love this country and they know what danger it's in with these damn Democrats. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, in the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsShore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. Making talk radio great again. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. we got an update on the situation with the states joining Texas standing against the Biden invasion at the southern border. Three years too late, but all right. I'll try to play nice guy here. I'll try not to act jaded. Republican governors band together, issued joint statement supporting Texas's constitutional right to self-defense. 25, 25 is the number now. Here's the latest. Here's the here are the individuals. There's the states on the map. Oh, Sununu joined. See, I told you that's what it is. All the Republican governors are now just seeing the which way the wind blows in an election year and signing on to this because they know that it's what their voters want. And and, and Abbott, who's leading the charge, is in India. <laughs> okay. So here's the signers, and then I'll read the statement. Governor Ivey, Alabama, Governor Dunleavy, Arkansas, Governor Sanders, Arizona, Governor DeSantis, Florida. We've also got a statement from him. We'll play that in a second. Governor Kemp, Georgia, Governor Little, Idaho, Governor Holcomb, Indiana, Governor Reynolds, Iowa, Governor Landry, Louisiana, Governor Reeves, Mississippi, Governor Parson, Missouri, Governor Gianforte, Montana, Governor Pillen, Nebraska, Governor Lombardo, Nevada, Governor Sununu, New Hampshire, Governor Burgum, North Dakota, Governor DeWine, Ohio, even DeWine had to get on board. Governor Stitt, Oklahoma, 
Governor McMaster, South Carolina, Governor Noam, South Dakota, Governor Lee, Tennessee, Governor Cox, Utah, Governor Yunkin, Virginia, Governor Justice, West Virginia, Governor Gordon, Wyoming. So it's it. Excuse me, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, I said Arkansas or I said Arizona and not Arkansas. So I said Arkansas twice. And Dunleavy is actually Alaska. So I apologize. So, yeah, Dunleavy, Alaska, Sanders, Arkansas. Thank you, crew, for correcting me. So there you go. This is going to become a party line issue. Now, here's the statement that they've all just signed. President Biden and his administration have left Americans in our country completely vulnerable to unprecedented illegal immigration pouring across the southern border. Instead of upholding the rule of law and securing the border, the Biden administration has attacked and sued Texas for stepping up to protect American citizens from historic levels of illegal immigrants, deadly drugs like fentanyl, and terrorists entering our country. We stand in solidarity with our fellow Governor Greg Abbott and the state of Texas in utilizing every tool and strategy, including razor wire fences, to secure the border. Again, it's policy, though. The issue is at the White House. The issue is in D.C. The issue is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We do it in part because the Biden administration is refusing to enforce immigration laws already on the books and is illegally allowing mass parole, mass people, mass parole across America of migrants who entered our country illegally. The authors of the U.S. Constitution made it clear that in times like this, States have a right of self-defense. Article 4, Section 4, Article 1, Section 10, Clause 3 of the U.S. Constitution. Because the Biden administration has abdicated its constitutional compact duties to the states, Texas has every legal justification to protect the sovereignty of our states and our nation. So they're basically admitting right here Joe Biden and his administration is committing a criminal act by aiding and abetting the invasion at the southern border. So, again, that's good. Let's let's build a barrier. Let's use resources and personnel to stop the invasion. I hope that's what happens. But let, let's, we know the issue is in Washington, D.C., in the White House. And, and you now have 25 governors, 26 if you include Abbott, that have signed this, virtually admitting that Joe Biden is a criminal. So where are the criminal charges? Why aren't the attorney generals getting involved? These same states, these governors now need to get their attorneys general to sign a similar thing saying we are now charging Joe Biden with a criminal act of aiding and abetting an illegal immigration. And if he doesn't respond to this, we will up those charges. Let's see. Let's see. That's where this needs to go. If you really want to address the issue, it's in the White House. Build as many barricades as you want. The Biden administration will tear them down. So when that happens, will you go after him? He's the criminal. Because this, look, this is fine. This is good. I'm sorry to sound jaded about this. Maybe we'll take calls on this. I'm sorry to sound bitter about this. But I have no faith that it's going to change anything. I'm sorry. I have no faith that this is going to change anything. I have no faith that the number of illegal immigrants at the southern border is going to decrease or get to zero where it belongs. And I have no faith that the criminal that they now admit is the criminal running the whole thing, Joe Biden, is ever going to be facing the penalties for this crime. I hope I'm wrong. 
Yes, I admit it. I am jaded and I am bitter because I've seen it firsthand and I've seen that nothing ever changes. And, and, I, and I'm sick of Republicans in Congress moving slower than molasses in January to address this stuff. It's been going on for three years. It's time to get serious about it. And, and all this is, is 26 Republican governors, in my view, pretending to get serious about it because it's an election year. I, I, maybe you disagree. Like I said, there's internal debates here at Infowars. Some people say, no, this is the good. This is, this is getting real. Uh, some not sure. I'm, I'm on the other side. But see, we're not a cult of thought here. Here's Governor DeSantis discussing this earlier this morning, how Joe Biden is defying the law in clip eight. Biden is going after Texas, saying that they must remove fortifications from their border. They put wire, they put things to keep people out. Uh, Biden's saying you got to take that down to let people come in illegally, which is just crazy. And I remark that if the Constitution was originally understood to mean that a state could not protect itself against an invasion, that the federal government could force a state to allow an invasion, the Constitution would have never been ratified in the first place. Texas would have never joined the Union when it did. Uh, And if you look at Federalist 46, which uh, uh, Daniel Horowitz pointed out, uh, James Madison talks about uh, situations where federal encroachment can be mitigated uh, by by state action. So you have Texas here uh, that's holding its ground. They have every right to fortify the border vis-a-vis an invasion, and that's Article One, Section Ten of the Constitution. Uh, so so they're in the right. You also have a situation where liberal jurisdictions over many, many years have been sanctuary jurisdictions against enforcing federal immigration law. So you'll have somebody who's a criminal alien. They will not be given uh, over to ICE and they will deliberately act to frustrate the laws on the books. And somehow that's viewed as okay. You have Texas who's acting to enforce the laws on the books to ensure that they have a secure state and that we have a secure country. Uh, so so all of this is just nonsense what Biden's doing. Uh, Texas has every right to stand its ground. We've in Florida, we've been sending people to help uh, for, for many years now because we understand it's not just a Texas issue, it's ultimately an American issue. And if we don't have sovereignty in this country, uh, then we're not gonna be a country anymore. So, so they have every right to hold their ground, uh, to stay, stay the course, and Florida will continue to be there uh, helping out every step of the way. Ron DeSantis, much more likable when he's not running for president, much more comfortable, much more polished, and um, it's good to have him back like that. But again, this is three years in the making. Nothing has changed at the southern border, despite all the rhetoric and everything else. So I'm sorry that I'm sitting here and thinking this is a political stunt in an election year. It's 2024. There are elections coming up. This is the number one issue. And so Republican governors want to make sure that they're in the right political stance ahead of an election. But let's see. Let's see if the number of illegal immigrants actually goes down. Let's see if the resources being put on the southern border actually stop it or continue to help facilitate it. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. 
The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone, which occurs naturally in our body but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The Supercharged Special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarsStore.com. I have been in a 28-year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalists at point blank range in the information war. But I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered. But the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. Infowars.com forward slash show. Each state is a border state. So I am calling on the 27 Republican governors of the United States to declare a unified state of emergency in response to the illegal invasion of the United States. Both the DOJ and DHS are weaponized, so you must enact your emergency powers to protect your citizens. That's Valentina Gomez. She's going to be running for Secretary of State in Missouri. And so this is really the political answer. It's getting people involved that are serious. That, that don't just get involved in politics for, for fame or cloud or the prestige or because somebody asked them to. It's because they love the country. They see what's going on with it. They, they see the, the fraudsters that are involved and they want to do something and take action. That's why they tried to bribe Carrie Lake off the ticket. She did her response video last night. I watched it. She did about half an hour of questions and answers. And generally speaking... Basically, she was like, I, I was so I was so stunned in the moment that I, I wasn't even thinking beyond what was happening about getting bribed. I, it was just like, I'm not getting bribed. I'm not dealing with this. And she didn't even really think to make a bigger thing of it or to dig deeper or try to get answers. She was just in the mindset of, no, I'm not doing this. Get out of here. So she kind of, in a way, expressed... I don't know if regret is the right word, but but she kind of expressed like, I, I wish I could have just just maybe dug a little deeper because a lot of the questions, I, I don't know. I don't know who was really behind it, the groups. I didn't dig anything into it because it was just more of a staunch rejection that was in my mind and my heart at the time. But that's the point is 
it's time to get the phonies out and it's trying to get the real Americans in. The Americans that actually want to do something. The Americans that actually want to stop the invasion at the border. Not just talk about it, not just have press conferences and hearings and sound bites and make it into a political football, but actually do something about it. And there's going to be a plethora of options on the ticket coming up in 2024. The challenge will be getting them across the finish line. I'd like to take calls on this, but I still got a bunch of news here. So let me start pile driving through it. Uh, Bad news for the Biden economy and bad news for American manufacturing. And Howley is actually petitioning Biden to do something about this and step in. It's, I mean, I'm not for government subsidies or rescues, but this, this is a serious issue. Second largest U.S. aluminum plant to lay off most of its staff. One of the nation's only aluminum smelters set to close in Missouri. The second largest U.S. aluminum smelter in southeast Missouri will not require most employees after curtailing its operations by January 28th. The statement from Magnitude 7 Metals LLC Due to abnormally cold weather, what happened to global warming, our operations have been severely impaired to the point where they cannot be restored while running. The 263,000-ton-a-year smelter is Missouri's New Madrid County restarted in mid-2018 after Swiss-based ARG International AG, led by former Glencore trader Matt Luke, bought it out of bankruptcy from Naranda. The plant employs around 450 union workers and is the second-largest aluminum smelter in America. And, and, and there aren't very many. So this means we're going to have to go overseas and China for more aluminum production, which is not good. Which is not good. Clean energy startups, including Renew Missouri and the Sierra Club, blame the closure on the smelter's dependence on fossil fuels Yeah, and they're shutting fossil fuels off. James Owen, the executive director of Renew Missouri, said the plant's loss cannot be overstated. The smelter provided a lifeline to the entire community, providing both good union jobs and taxes to the local economy. All we saw during the COVID-19 pandemic, local and domestic supply lines are essential to keep our economy functioning normally, said Missouri House Minority Leader Crystal Quaid, who's a Democrat, keeping this smelter open saves jobs and ensures Missouri serves an integral role in keeping America safe, secure, and prosperous. So they say, so it's cold, requires more energy to smelt. They need fossil fuels to do it. And then these leftists with their green new energy garbage say, well, that's your fault because you rely on fossil fuels. You dillweeds, you morons. You cannot run the grid on unicorn farts. You cannot run the grid. You cannot run a smelting operation on wind and solar 
when there's no wind and solar. No, no jack. They needed fossil fuels. No kidding. They needed coal and natural gas to run a smelting plant. Imagine how dumb these liberals are. Imagine how dumb these carbon neutral green energy emissions people are. They had to shut down because they couldn't run without fossil fuels. The country can't run without fossil fuels. You're going to shut down the country and that's their goal. And that's their goal. CBS News anchor admits no one he talked to outside of New Hampshire grocery store feels good about the economy. Yeah, massive layoffs, massive production closers, tax taxes going up, interest rates going up, grocery bills going up, energy bills going up, and the Biden administration says, that's Bidenomics, baby, vote for us. But it ain't working. By the way, here's some more Bidenomics for you. This account did the math on a couple of issues here. Shiba Toshi Nakamoto. So Joe Biden the other day said, he made the announcement, he, his administration is investing $82 million to connect 16,000 additional homes and businesses to high-speed internet across North Carolina. This is just one big piece of a much bigger story. Under my leadership, over 40,000 infrastructure projects have been announced across our nation. So the math was done here. 82 million, 16,000 houses. What do you think that goes to per house? $5,125 per home. So Joe Biden spends $5,000 per home to connect internet. Now, of course, there are much more feasible and cost-effective ways to do this. And the private sector could do this. And Elon Musk could do this for like a fraction of the cost. So it must be nice to be Joe Biden's friend and be connecting these internets, uh, these houses to the internet because you are making ridiculous amount of money. And then the San Francisco homeless budget came out. Annually, $1.1 billion. San Francisco has 7,754 homeless people. That means San Francisco spends approximately $141,000 per homeless person per year. How are they still homeless? This is Democrat policy. This is Democrat economics. When you're a Democrat, it costs over $5,000 to connect a house to the Internet. And when you're a Democrat, homeless people make $141,000 a year from the government. How are they still homeless? Speaking of uh, Democrats, we're having all kinds of issues with diversities at airports and wheels are falling off and doors and windows and near crashes. And we almost had another one. Listen to this Delta audio from air traffic control. Uh, Looks like more diversity sessions are happening here. And um, we had a wheel fall off on the runway, almost took off, could have been disastrous. Here it is, clip 12. Tower, the 75 on the runway just lost a nose tire. On the runway. Delta 79, thanks for that. Delta 982. Uh, tower, sounds like we've got a problem. Uh, yeah, looks like we'll try to taxi clear if we could. Delta 982, Roger. Um, if you'd like, start your taxi down the runway and just let me know. Roger that. 
Delta 982, this is the aircraft looking at you. you one of your nose tires just came off. It just rolled off the runway uh, behind you. All right. Tell you what, let me uh, talk to maintenance tower. Uh, let me have a, I'm going to contact our maintenance folks and see if we can get a tow in. Stand by one, please. Roger, Delta 982. Uh, tower, this is Delta 1783. You may want somebody to come out. It looks like the nose tire ran off the runway towards the end down there. Tires falling off airplanes on the runway. I'm sure that has nothing to do with the diversity. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methyl folate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now.